Hey friends, welcome to episode 174 of Motherhood in Hollywood. Today it's all about Game of Thrones. I know you might be tired of hearing about it and talking about it at this point, but I think a lot of people still have some feelings, some very strong feelings about it. So I um, was so thrilled to go over to the K-Earth 101 studio with my friend Lara Scott and talk with her about Game of Thrones, the finale, the last season, all of it. We're going to be dishing um, on every little bit of it. So hold on tight, guys. Winter is not quite over yet. <laughs> Here we go. Come on, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Okay, friends, we have a lot to talk about today before we get to this episode with Lara Scott from K-Earth 101. Big thanks to K-Earth, by the way, for letting me come in and record this episode in their studio. Lara also shared it on the K-Earth 101 website, so I will put a link to that up in the uh, motherhood on motherhoodandhollywood.com when I post this episode, so you guys can go and check that out as well. Oh my gosh. Okay. So... I- I love, one of my favorite things to do now is after I watch a show, I love to go to Twitter and I love to see if people are talking about it and, you know, what is Twitter saying about what the fans are saying. And this was, the the finale of Game of Thrones was just everywhere. It was on my Instagram feed. It was on Facebook. It was on Twitter. I think there was lots of people even talking about it on Pinterest. (laughs) Okay, maybe not Pinterest. But I just feel like people were... um, the majority of people were disappointed in the ending and maybe I'm missing it. I think, I think some people just sort of felt like "Eh, it was okay, but I feel like the majority of people were disappointed because we wanted Jon Snow who had been working his ass off all series long to get to the throne. By the way, spoilers, spoilers ahead. Oops. I should have said that spoiler alert. If you don't know what happened by now, then you're behind. Um, but if, if, if you're watching Game of Thrones, then you know, like, I, I don't know. I was rooting for John. It did seem like an obvious choice. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so we'll, we break that all down. Laura and I get to the nitty gritty and we break it down and a few of the scenes that we really enjoyed in the finale and, um, a few character arcs that we felt like could have been a little bit better and stronger. So I hope you guys enjoy our conversation. What else is happening? So I have a big announcement. First of all, number one, I'm going to Disney world. Yay. I am over the moon excited because I have been invited to the toy story Four junket. That is the press interview, the media media interviews for toy story four. And it's being held at Disney world. And Disney has invited me to go cover that. And you guys, I get to meet Tom Hanks. Like, I don't think you understand how excited I am for this. He is a legend. A legend. I just hiccuped. Sorry. He is a legend. Um, He's so talented. He is so funny and so talented. Like, also, I've heard he's just like a really nice man. And I'm just really thrilled to have the opportunity to meet him and talk with him about his work. And, you know, although it may be a brief moment in time, um, just, wow. I'm, I pin, I'm pinching myself. And then I get to go to Disneyland for four, or excuse me, Disney world for four days by myself. Now there's a part of me that's like, Oh, that's kind of sad. I should take Chris and Channing. But then there's the other part of me that's like, Oh my gosh, I get to run around, ride all the rides, get drinks, get food, like whatever. And just 
enjoy myself. So it'll be like a little bit of a mom vacation, but I'll be working. So please make sure you follow me on Instagram over at motherhood in Hollywood and on, on, uh, and on Facebook at motherhood in Hollywood and Heather Brooker on Twitter. So you guys can see all of the fun stuff that I do for that. Um, in addition to that, <coughs> excuse me, in addition to that this week, I'm going to go speaking of Disney, Disney has invited me to come to the opening of galaxy's edge. This is the first major expansion to the Disney property in decades. So this is a big deal. It's star Wars themed. These tickets are very coveted and we're going to get a sneak preview before anybody else. And of course I had to take Chris and we are so excited to go and check this out. The rides, the food, the shows, the costumes, um, it's going to be like a fully immersive star Wars experience. And there's nobody I'd rather experience it with than my husband. So I am just super excited for that. Um, this weekend, if you're in the LA area, there's a couple events I want you guys to check out. There is the bloom summit that's happening. It's a wellness health and wellness and wellbeing summit that's happening at the Beverly Hilton. Um, this is the second year for the event. This is my second year to go. So if you guys want to pop on by and say hello, that would be great. And then on Sunday, Mark this down. If you're in SoCal, if you're in SoCal or in the LA area, come see me at the Great Big Family Play Day. I'm hosting the VIP lounge there, but also I'm going to be on the main stage playing games. There's a family bingo game. Um, there's going to be some <clears throat> interactions with the crowd, and I'm going to be doing mingling, little red carpet interviews. It's going to be a really fun day. So please, please, please come by Great Big Family Play Day. Um, you can, uh, I believe the website is greatbigfamilyplayday.com. Check that out if you guys want to come and see it. In addition to me being the main attraction, um, <laughs> there's also lots of entertainment. There's going to be uh, games and rides. Lots of uh, businesses will be set up there to share their products with you. So um, it's a really fun time. Make sure you get there and make sure you get there early because um, so you get a good spot for parking. <gasps> okay. All right. That's enough of my mommy monologue. I really want to get to this conversation with Lara Scott and I really want to hear from you guys about your thoughts on the Game of Thrones finale and how are you filling that TV void now? Are you taking a break? Um, did you jump right into another show? Where are you at in your fandom? Um, I want to hear from you guys. All right, that's it uh, for me and the mommy monologue. Here is my conversation with Lara Scott at K Earth 101 for the Game of Thrones finale. Welcome to, I don't even think we have a name for this, Heather, because it's like a one-shot thing as we are talking about the series finale of Game of Thrones. It's Lara from Middays on K-Earth 101, along with my friend Heather Brooker Hello. of the Motherhood and Hollywood podcast and NVCLA. You see her doing all kinds of red carpet reporting. But we're also massive Game of Thrones fans. Yes. So we wanted to break down this epic final mm -hmm. episode, or maybe not epic, depending on your opinions on the finale. <laughs> but this is your massive spoiler alert. If you have not watched the finale yet, if you're that person, if you had to stop halfway through because a kid woke up or you had to get up early for work, stop now. This Hit is pause. basically an after show. <laughs> Come back. I don't want to be that person that you hate for the rest of your life because right. we ruined Game of Thrones for you. So, okay, I think, have we warned everybody sufficiently, Heather? I think so. If you don't get it by now, uh, just hit pause, come back later. You can always join us a little bit later. But, yeah, we're going to be we're gonna be letting it all out today. Okay. There's a lot of feelings. And, oh, I've been crying. I told you, Heather, when you walked in, I'm like, I've been crying all night. I was sort of mm -hmm. like up and down all night. And I'm just going to start with what I thought was the most epic moment, not just of this episode, but of the entire series. And that was Drogon 
grieving over the death of Danny, mm-hmm. John stabbed her. He left the freaking knife <clears throat> sticking out yes. of her. I was like, can somebody take that can out, please? Take- <laughs> you just put that off to the side. But Drogon just howling, we'll call it, at the sky yes. and, then melting and then melting the Iron, the Iron Throne. Throne. That was that was some amazing television right mm-hmm. there. I have to say that was um one of the most memorable moments because we love we have loved these dragons since the first season. Yes. We have wanted to see them and their relationship with Danny grow. And to see his heartbreak, like that's something you don't even think about it, that a dragon could have like heartbreak, but they were really connected. And for me, I kept thinking, why isn't he taking the knife out? Why isn't he running away? Why isn't he like surely he's gonna tell everyone he didn't do it, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened. John is honest to the core and he told them what happened because there was no one else around. Yeah, it was just him. And and mm-hmm. why do you think Drogon didn't melt him? Or is it because John is fireproof because Maybe he's the Targaryen? Targaryen. Yeah. yeah. And that brings up another point that I've been reading a lot about online today. People are mad because they feel like why make John a Targaryen? Why add that story point in, give him that nugget of of information and then not really do anything with it? Like he never took over the throne or whatever. And I'm like well, if you look at it, they did that so that the dragon wouldn't kill him and so that Danny felt pressured by him, you know, possibly taking over his throne. So it had a, a point. I guess they had a point, but ultimately it fell flat. It was like you gave him this wonderful edge, like, oh, my gosh, this is the path that we're ready for. And then they just I feel like they just didn't commit to it. They just took it away. That was my thought, too. I was like, did we forget he's actually Aegon Targaryen? Mm-hmm. Like, should yeah. he be sitting? I know there's yeah. no throne anymore, but shouldn't he be the ruler? But they're yeah. like, who will lead us? Well, how about Aegon Targaryen? Yeah. Like, why is why is Grey Worm suddenly have so much power, you know? And also, why did... There, there was a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of frustration. Yeah. Ooh, why, can yeah. I stick with the scene we were just talking yes. about, though? Yeah. Can we give it up for Kit Harrington and Amelia yes. Clark? That so scene... Good. Where he said, you will always be my queen, and he makes out with her, and he, and stabs, he stabs her. her. Who, what lady hasn't experienced that, right? right? <laughs> Metaphorically, right? We've all been through that at some point. But just that struggle, I mean, you mm-hmm. saw it in her face. It would have been so easy to play her as, like, frothing at the mouth and screaming Crazy. and stalking. And I thought maybe they were going down that path with, like, mm-hmm. the the lighting and the expressions. Yeah. And, like, she's going to go full on, like, cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like a little Cersei. Right. Yeah. But you saw her going. This is paradise. We can create this. And that's she what really made her so dangerous. It. Well, yeah, and yeah. Tyrion had said that on the previous scene. She mm-hmm. fully believes that she can create a paradise here, uh, a perfect world. And she's not going to stop until she has ended every person that's in her way. So um, I think ultimately, John, once he realized that, once Tyrion told him that, then he was like, I have to, I have to do something. But then to not then make him the the king to win Game of Thrones, it was like what? Yeah, when they're like, well, you know, Grey Worm wants justice. Well, who cares what Grey yeah, Worm wants? Grey I mean, Worm. I, I love I've loved that character. <laughs> like his arc has been incredible. Learning yeah. to love, and he had a dream, and you know, there's yeah. him and Masanda. And but I loved that ultimately they were heading for Noth. Yeah. At the end, when they said, you know, basically we're all on board. Let's go to Noth. Yeah, they were mm-hmm. like, um, uh, you had they had possession of King's Landing, the Unsullied did, and the Dothraki, and yet for some reason they just packed up and left because this tribal council of of you know people they had basically just unseated said no you have to leave like what in what world would that happen like why would they just give up everything they had been fighting for for years 
Can I tell you my favorite thing? Because I always put closed caption on mm-hmm. so I can see the the subtitles. Because you know, I have to keep it low in case the kid wakes up or right. something happens. I don't I don't want the kids to hear the screams, <laughs> and uh, mine or on the TV. But I love when they were going around going I I and it was like Sansa, mm-hmm. Yara, Man Number One, and I'm like, yeah, who is this, this Man guy? Number One that just came in at this pivotal moment in the series finale? Like, yes. what a great role for that person. And yeah. What did you think about that? Like, suddenly it's a some form of republic at this point yeah, yeah. it just uh, all of a sudden seemed very much like um uh the writers were like okay how can we get everyone in the room to make a decision here mm-hmm. that's literally what they were like let's just try to figure out a way to make everyone feel included and yeah it was like who are these characters that we haven't seen before ever number one number two in or several seasons um and why do they get a say mm-hmm. like the whole the whole system has been built on um, the one true ruler, the person who is supposed to sit on the throne, who has the true right to sit on the throne. And it feels like what they did at the end was come in and go, nope, we're just going to erase everything we've done for the last eight seasons, completely undo it, and come up with new rules for who can sit on the throne. I mean, there's part of me that's like, okay, that's pretty standard for Game of Thrones. They sort of live by surprising their fans or uh, upsetting them and like expect the unexpected sort of thing. Um, but I felt like this was a little too f- far out and left field. Like we just were like, "What? You've completely just unpinned all the work you've done about this damn throne." <laughs> now, does this mean you will be signing the petition to redo season oh, eight, Heather Brooker? No, 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 no. I mean, I think fans are very passionate. Mm-hmm. When when you've got a fandom at this level of this kind of show, they're very passionate. Yeah. It's not going to happen. HBO has made their money. The writers have made their money and producers. They've gone on now to Star Wars. They're not looking back. You know what well, I mean? And I think, too, you know, part of this dissatisfaction I blame on the Internet because, let's face it, there were some some really amazing fan mm-hmm. theories. Bran was the Night King. Arya mm-hmm. was going to wear Danny's face. I mean, yeah. you know, Jamie was going to throttle Cersei and crush her windpipe. we got to talk about that also. Yes. Uh, and none of that happened, but mm-hmm. we, we had two years in between the seasons to build it up and yeah. come up with these things. And maybe some of these questions honestly will be answered in the spinoffs if they don't call Arya's West of Westeros why even make a series because right. how epic was that she's like is she a pirate now is she an explorer know. I love her so much I mean I love that they all sort of went in their own directions mm-hmm. you know John ultimately never wanted to be king I think he would have been a great king but him going in his own way and being free finally with the wildlings Arya going out west of Westeros to explore you know and maybe do some more killing um, and then Sansa, yeah, Sansa you know getting to be queen I think that those were Easy and safe choices. Yeah, um, and Bran. And then Bran is the broken. king. No. Bran is the king. That was literally like the least, I don't know, lame choice. It was a lame choice. They should not have done that. And I don't, no pun intended. <laughs> you know, I thought maybe Tyrion. <laughs> We thought, you know, maybe John, but we thought that was going to be too obvious. I just love that the gates open. So Mm -hmm. John, you know, gets exiled to the wall. Mm -hmm. He's back where he started. Mm -hmm. And think about that very first episode when Arya was like, I'm going to be a knight. And then Sansa wanted to be queen. And I love that she was queen because she was worthy, not because she married into it. Like she was... She earned that, man. Yes. Like, that was amazing. Yes. She's like, the North will remain independent. I, was, I yeah. liked her character arc for sure. Out of mm-hmm. out of her and Arya, I think, had the the best character arc. So whoever was writing them for them did a great job. But I think, I just feel like they missed the mark with Jon a little bit. Um, and with Danny, like, I don't know. Why couldn't they rule together? 
It was over really fast. Like I couldn't believe how fast. Kind of like with Jamie and Cersei, Mm -hmm. where a lot of people thought, well, they can't actually be dead because Mm -hmm. that was just too easy. Really, they're going to let them die in each other's arms and just kind of be crushed to death. Shouldn't it be? I love that we're debating these kinds of things. Like, shouldn't it be more More painful? More torturous and more horrible. (laughs) As we saw last night, no, that was actually it. And uh, Peter Dinklage, I hope I'm saying his last name right, has just been Mm -hmm. phenomenal throughout the Mm -hmm. entire show. He breaks your heart. He makes you laugh. He drinks and he knows things. Mm -hmm. And when he basically dug his dead brother and sister out. Oh, I know. And he's the last Lannister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the last of the Lannisters. Which, That's his spinoff, the last Lannister. The last Lannister, mm-hmm. um, which were, you know, at the beginning of the series, the house, you know, House Lannister. Um, yeah, Tyrion had a, an amazing story here, an amazing, uh, you know, through line for this whole show. And then to just wind up being Hand of the King again is was just like, oh. um, I don't know. I I don't know what I, I'm not in the writer's room. I don't know what I would have done differently. Just as a fan of the show, I felt like they could have let him go and let him go be free and do his own thing because he's so been tied to the the throne and the that house and that place for his whole life and been wanting to escape it. And then to be like, nope, he's actually going to be here forever. He is never getting away he's from that. He's never getting away. Hopefully his advice will work out better this time with Bran mm-hmm. than it did with uh, with previous people he advised. Yes. Yeah. But I, I love that he finally admitted that he loved Daenerys. Yeah. We sort of saw that and suspected that. Yeah. But I th- unless I'm forgetting, I think that was the first time he really came out and said, I loved her too. Yeah. You know, or I love her too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if he necessarily, I didn't take that to necessarily mean romantic love. Mm-hmm. I think that he had like maybe an admiration for her, but maybe there was, you know, maybe. Um, I just feel like there was a, quite a few missed opportunities for them to to really give us the ending, the epic ending that we've waited two years for. Um, and I wanted Ned to come back somehow. Yeah. Ned and Caitlin. Yeah. Even if we get to see him in heaven looking Something. down. Yeah. yeah. What else would you have wanted them to, like, what kind of questions are you sort of sad that they didn't get addressed or answered? Um, I felt like the whole scene with Bryn um, and writing or uh, writing the thing with about Jamie. Yes. Like, um, that was weird and not necessary. I was like, why? That that weakens her character in my mind, and I want to know why they felt like they needed to do that. Because he literally took her virginity. She was in love with him. He took her virginity, then left her in the middle of the night and basically said, I'm a bad guy. I'm going F back you. to my sister. Going back to my sister. Lover. Right. Mm-hmm. And then she cried and sobbed. What strong woman like that is going to sit down and be like, he was an amazing man and died in the arms of his queen? What? She's gonna light that place on fire. Well, it goes. It goes to show, like you were talking about John. Yeah, I would. I would have burned the book. No, and I'm like, burn you know that what? Book. Yeah, but it shows what a what a heart she had that she truly loved him. That mm-hmm. it's all about the story. Remember, Tyrion mm-hmm. gave that speech. It's all about the story. Right. And I think she wanted to preserve his story sure. to sort of solidify that legend, I if you will. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I, I would have liked to have seen a little more of a happy ending. For her. Tormund. She should have gone north to Tormund. Yes. yes. I mean, big, big, tall babies. I know. Big, tall, strong babies. Big, but tall, strong, how great north babies. It? Yeah, big, you know, living out in the wild. But um, I love that the gates open and there's mm-hmm. Tormund and there's yes. all the wildlings. And I think John mm-hmm. is going to be the king of the wildlings and be free. John, yes. He's still John Snow. But yes. did you notice the little plant peeking through 
as they walked out of the gates into the north, which formerly was like a blizzard, there was mm-hmm. a little green sprout oh, coming up through the ground. Oh, good eye. I didn't see that. Spring is coming. Yes. Or maybe spring is here and summer is coming. Yes. Something. It looks like. But there was no mention of the walkers. I kept waiting mm-hmm. for. One maybe. of the rumors I heard was that Danny was going to be turned into the night queen. Somebody was going to stab her in the heart with dragon glass. Oh. oh, my Lord. And then we, you know, start the whole thing all over oh, again. Oh, my Lord. Right? If only. I just think the cast is so over it that they're like, nope. <laughs> Well, we have the the documentary coming this coming Sunday called, is it The Last Watch? I think that's the name of it, but it's about the making of season eight. So maybe they'll talk about some of these spinoffs. The choices they made. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. have heard of um, that they're, I think they're shooting a pilot or it's coming later this year called The Long Night. And that's going to be about the rise of the the Night King. So we'll get a little more backstory, I think, on him and how people defeated them that first time. That's like a thousand years. Yeah. Before these events, so that's like going to be kind of cool. Like a prequel kind of a thing. Yeah, like a thousand year prior prequel. I think in talking about how long it took them to make this, there were some pretty glaring errors um, in this season for as much money as they spent, as much time as they spent on it, that I feel like shouldn't have happened. Like there the was Starbucks cup like that you the have Starbucks right there? Cup, yeah. Did yes. you get that from Winterfell? No, yeah. I did. I got Winterfell. it straight from, straight from uh, Daenerys. Um, the Starbucks gate, and then, of course, Water Bottle Gate. There I were thought I two, saw something. There were two water bottles in that scene at the end where the um, council or whatever is gathered behind the feet of the, of the guy sitting there. No! Two. And I was like... How did this happen? This is embarrassing. This is this is sloppy. And I'm like, you had two years, two years to do this. To That's, look for water bottles. Yes. Edit it out. Or maybe when you're filming, move that. I mean, I've been on a set before. I, 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 I'm an actor as well. And I've been on a set before. And it's someone's job to make sure stuff like that is cleared out of the way. Yeah. My sister does <clears throat> continuity. And now she's doing oh, big films. Like so, she's, yeah. she's worked on uh, It. Yeah. And she's doing some big stuff. But I remember even when she was doing Lifetime movies. And those are a big deal. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it wasn't Game of Thrones level. She would be like, stop. Your purse is on the wrong side last time it was here. Stop. Your sunglasses were on your head. You know, making sure that those elements were the way that they should be. Stop. There's a water bottle. Yeah. Stop, stop. There's a Starbucks cup in front of the Mother of Dragons. I just feel like they got they, it got lazy. It got rushed. And I think that's really the biggest issue that fans have with it is that it felt rushed from the beginning. There were character development issues from this whole season that that seemed kind of like they just were like, well, how can we end this? Let's wrap it up. Let's throw in something a little crazy. Let's make it brand. I honestly don't know if they thought it would be Bran until maybe like right before they wrote this episode. Eeny, meeny, miny. No, I'm right. kidding. No. You know, and I, I got to give it, it up for the like. team. Yeah. Well, what I heard, and again, I think this is just a rumor. So I believe that George R.R. R. Martin has two more books coming. Mm-hmm. And what I had heard is that he told the writers his ultimate ending. So I think it was up to the writers of the show how they're going to get there. And you're right. It feels like we needed one more season because yes. Danny is the breaker of chains, and then she's crazy, and then she's dead. Yes. What? what? What just happened? In the matter of three episodes. Yeah, and Cersei's hair still hasn't grown. Yes, but, what in the... Yeah, so I feel like they, they knew, okay, this is how we have to end it. And I do. I truly feel like it was a satisfying ending. I don't think we've seen the end of the mm-hmm. dragons. I, You know, Bran's going to find Drogon somehow. Mm-hmm. There were just enough little things left kind of dangling. You really think they're going to come back with something? You think- I do. I do. I think they're going to come back with something. And I think they're going to hopefully answer some more of these questions. Mm -hmm. But when you look at this series, you know, take out the walkers, take out the big battles, and ultimately looking at the story of a family, Mm -hmm. and you look at how John 
Aria, Sansa, and Bran were all victorious mm-hmm. in their own way. That, to me, made it feel so satisfying that we got to see them start out as little kids, really, mm-hmm. and grow into these incredible characters that went through so much. And I, honestly, I'm really sad to say goodbye. I mean, it's part of like the sadness yeah, I'm well, feeling. Well, we've gotten to know them, and we they're sort of, um, they're a part of our, our culture now. You know, there's not anybody alive who doesn't know about House Lannister, House Stark, and the Targaryens, and like... Um, I think, though, the one thing that the writers for kind of misstepped on a little bit, too, is that this wasn't it's always sort of been about the Starks, but it it wasn't their story. It was about the Lannisters as well. And it was about these other houses and their their fight for the throne. It was never just about the Starks, but it sort of felt like at the end, like, here's where all the Starks go and everyone else is dead and or we don't care about them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like to some extent I was satisfied. I was up all last night kind of like thinking about things and mulling it over. And I kept checking Twitter and going like, okay, what does everyone think happened here? I felt ultimately satisfied like you did. Like, okay, that was a nice ending. I think it could have been better. Mm -hmm. And so I understand where the fans might be disappointed and, and wanting something a little bit more. Well, also, we're left with that feeling of there aren't really any heroes, mm-hmm. or at least I felt that way. People can right. be good. People can be bad. It just depends on where you come in in yeah. their story. You know, yeah. we look at Danny. We look at the Unsullied. We look mm-hmm. at, <coughs> excuse me, getting over pneumonia. Uh, <laughs> we look at uh, the the army from the north where they were, you know, mm-hmm. uh, attacking women mm-hmm. in the next, was it the next to last episode? So I think it really just depends and that is I don't that leaves me feeling a little bit melancholy and right. and also that people can change but at the same time with Jamie we mm-hmm. saw him change so much and then ultimately he went right back to Cersei um here's the deal that whole storyline hold on I'm gonna video this while we're doing it uh, that whole storyline with Jamie and Cersei was such a letdown like come on give them a little more epic they were two of the most like reviled and then loved and then reviled characters of the whole show and then they just died with a couple of bricks on them like come on give me a little something juicier for them you know like a joffrey type thing yeah like, that was satisfying that was very that was very satisfying. satisfying yeah you know and jamie had said to Bron, and i love that braun made it to the end and he was the master of coin <laughs> yes for braun he's master of high garden like he got everything he wanted. It was a great ending for Braun. But remember Jamie telling him, I just want to die in the arms of the woman I love. Mm-hmm. And he could have stayed where it was safe. He went back to her. It shows the strength of their bond. But I'm with you. I kind of wanted him to put an end to Cersei. I think that fans would have really enjoyed that. I do. And I know it's a little twisted, but we, what Game of Thrones has sort of um, made us a little twisted. <laughs> you know, these are things that conversations you have, like, uh, we would never have had years ago before Game of Thrones. So I wish that they would have made their deaths a little more epic rather than they both got what they wanted. You know what I mean? Like, they're terrible people. They should have had a horrible death like Joffrey and um, um, uh, Tywin Lannister, you know. Ramsey. And Ramsey. Like, those were very satisfying. Like, okay, you're going to kill people? Good. Kill the bad, bad guys. Tywin so. had the most epic death i think of the entire series mm-hmm. on the potty yes. with a crossbow <laughs> but with his from his son from his son mm-hmm. yeah there's that and, and Tyrion talked about that mm-hmm. again Tyrion mm-hmm. talked about the horrible things that he'd done mm-hmm. and yet i think he's, he's pretty much one of the most well-loved characters or most loved characters i would say of the entire series you know we've we we felt for him we've 
seen how he was hated by his sister mm-hmm. and everybody wished him dead. And, you know, for him to rise to hand of the king, I know you were saying, God, I would have loved to have seen him, you know, take off and be free. But I, I think he's going to do OK. And I think that is sort of the way it ended with them sitting around the table mm-hmm. and negotiating, working things out. Sam, who I love, gets to be the head maester. <laughs> he wrote the book. You know, they, yes. it, 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 there was a lot of closure with some things and not enough with others. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, um, with Tyrion, he's such a beloved character. I'm glad they didn't kill him. I'm glad that he didn't die some horrible death. But at the same time, like I said, I really feel like he should have been let go and had some freedoms to live his life a little bit. Um, I think, though, also there was a little bit that he begrudgingly took it, but maybe he wanted to still be in the mix. Yeah, you know kind of like I mean? how John didn't want to be king, but everybody wanted him to, and Tyrion didn't necessarily right. want that, but you know they sort of wanted him to, yeah. and you know Brand. I still don't know what the heck is up with the three eyed Raven thing, other yeah. than he's the keeper of memories. He's the keeper of memories. Like, he's the king. Me. Yeah, but like, what do all these things mean? Like, where they there's no explanation. There's some things that they added that were really cool and we love to see, but what do they mean? Or Game of Thrones Pedia that yeah. we can go to? <laughs> right. right, there probably is. Yeah, we need um, that. I'm sure someone is keeping track of all of that. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure, like, there was something else that happened. I want to make sure I'm, like, getting to everything. Yeah, Danny's death was just such a massive bummer. Yeah, I was waiting for Brienne to, like, put her hand on her tummy like she's pregnant and the Lannister line will go on because Jamie yeah. got her pregnant or something. But I, I don't think that was in the cards. No. Yeah. See, that would have been a great choice for her. That would have been, like, a what kind of a moment. And I think that's what we were waiting for was that moment where you're like, oh, my gosh, amazing. You want to know that, like, there might there's a hint of more drama in the future. Not that everyone just goes off happily right. ever after. I wanted it to end happy, and then a walker hand pop up out of yes. the ground, and then boom, screen go dark right yes. there, and you're like, ah, something yeah. like that, where we all go, oh damn. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we would love to know if you agree with us, if you disagree with us. Heather, where can the people find you online? Well, there's a couple places you can find me. I have a podcast um, and website called motherhoodinhollywood.com. You can go and check that out. I talk about all things parenting and entertainment. And then I cover entertainment for NBCLA on all their digital platforms. So head on over to NBCLA on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, uh, as well as NBCLA.com. And I am Lara Scott Media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can check in with me here on Carrie's 101 every weekday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Heather, thank you so much. Thank you. And I, I hope feel like we should have a podcast. We should do this. Do you, you know, know what I mean? I whatever like... comes next. Yeah. yeah we should I do love it. it. And we'll break it down. Yes. Balls.